welcome to episode 621 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. What is going on here? Why am I even talking at this point? I am uncomfortable right now, actually. I asked me you to too. do this, but I, I Why don't did know. you make me do this? I never do this. All right. This is, I'm Josh. And the other guy there is Michael. Say hello. How's it going? How's it going? All right. Uh, yeah, we're here. And Dave is not. He, he was out this week. He might be out next week. His work is kicking his ass. He's got super early mornings uh, pretty much every day. So... Yeah, our our recording schedule of recording until two in the morning does not go well with having to wake up at 6 a.m. for work. Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay right now, especially because it's uh, spring break for the kids and they're letting me sleep, which is kind of (laughs) cool. It's because they've figured out how to use every electronic that's in the house. Probably much. Yeah, they they pretty much know how to do everything on their own in terms of all that stuff. And like even this morning I got up and I went down and I was like, do you want waffles? And Mace, they were both still kind of half asleep. And the only reason I got up was because my wife kept texting me and I'm like, what does she need? What? And I looked over, I'm like, Ugh. cause I was exhausted, but yeah. All right. So let's move on. Let's move on. I'm, I'm, I'm dragging us into, into an abyss here. Um, so this is the PlayStation Nation podcast, of course. You can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, there's a direct RSS feed on the website, and we're at Stitcher Premium and all the good stuff. you know. So if you haven't already subscribed, if this is your first one, go out and subscribe and leave us some reviews because those are yes. always good. Those help us move up in the charts there. But let's just jump right into news. And why don't you take the first one there? Yeah. I think that's very exciting. This is surprisingly exciting. The Star Wars celebration just happened in Chicago, actually. It kind of snuck up on me, which is why I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> and Respawn Entertainment revealed their game. Uh, we already knew this was coming because they announced at E3, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, and they hit us with the first story trailer for the game. Uh, and I got to see Josh do a react video to it. <laughs> a private react video. Yeah, And it looks pretty damn good. Early information for the game is it is a single player story only. No multiplayer and no microtransactions. Or at least that's what Vince Sampella is saying, the head of Respawn Entertainment. And it is going to release November 15th for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But Josh, since you just saw the trailer, want to give us a little bit of thoughts on yours? Cause you probably remember the trailer a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks really good. It takes place just after episode three. Well, not just ever shortly after sometime between episode three and four, but closer to three than four. the, the Jedi uh, have been mostly hunted down. There are still some out there and you are one of them. You're a Jedi Padawan who's out on the run and trying to keep a low profile. But of course you can't, and then you're being hunted uh, by the Empire, which this is this area, the Clone Wars and between episodes three and four are seriously fertile ground for storytelling in the Star Wars universe. It's crazy. Oh, how no, much, for sure. Yeah. How much can be done here? And this is the perfect idea uh, is going into 
I mean, this is something that we've all wanted to know about since, I mean, since I was seven sitting in the theater watching Star Wars and they talk about the clone, Ben Kenobi talks about the clone wars and the Jedi, you know, how the empire hunted down and destroyed the Jedi. And I'm like, what? I want to see that. I want to know about that. You know, that's, we always, we always had in our minds of what this could possibly be and what the clone wars were and, and all this stuff. And now we're getting to see some of it and it's cool with, especially now with the other announcement with Disney, Disney plus. Oh my God. Disney plus we're, we're going to have a discussion of Disney plus after this. Dude, the pricing on that is killer. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I was me. I'm thinking it's going to be like 15 bucks or more a month. And I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to get this. How am I going to justify this? And it's insane. What is it? Like 60, 70 bucks a year, 69 a year, six ninety nine <laughs> a month. Wow. Like they, they are going they're, they They're doing a smart thing. They know they have to fight Netflix. So they're like, we're going to undercut them and just kill them with content. Like, yeah. Live action Star Wars shows, live action Marvel shows that will tie into the MCU. Actually tie into the MCU (laughs) this time. Not like S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like, hey, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're even using like uh, Wanda and Vision are in one and Hawkeye and um, and uh, what's his name? Falcon are in another. Yes. It's it's insane. So WandaVision, Winter Soldier and Falcon, Loki. Like those are huge. Oh, like, Winter Soldier and Falcon. That's right. I, yeah. I I forgot that. Okay. Yeah, and Loki has his own. Yeah, and there's going to be a Star Wars one with uh, uh, what's the name? John Favreau is doing um, Mandalorian. Yes, that which I I hear like had really rave reviews from like the panel they had at Star Wars uh, celebration. This is awesome. So, and of course, we're getting you know hopefully better games out of all this as well. Um, because Disney and, and Lucas are taking Lucasfilm. What's left of them are taking a more keen interest in what's been going on since EA has been fucking everything up recently. And this is nice. This is good. So hopefully this is the start of a renaissance in star Wars games. Again, um, back to when all those games came out on the PC, the, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight and the X-Wing TIE Fighter series and things like that. We had some amazing Star Wars games at the time. I'm hoping yeah. we get more of that. And I'm also excited uh, just to have like a Star Wars game that isn't going to just be the main character cast that we're used to. Yeah. I Because I, the, the, the universe is so rich with possibilities. It's nice to get out of that. Obviously, it's going to connect to the larger Star Wars story in very di- various ways. But to get a different perspective, you know, that's why I liked the. Uh, I always forget the name of it. Uh, Rogue One. Which one? Rogue One. No, no, no. I'm talking about video games. The oh, the, video, the yes. Apprentice one. Uh, where oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I like that one just because like technically it obviously had all the main characters, but uh, getting a new character and their perspective on universe was fascinating to me. And this one seems like yeah. it's going to be even more outside of what we know of star Wars characters that is going to be amazing. Yeah. That uh, was force unleashed and force unleashed and two, but that's, that's why, yeah, I liked rogue one because I mean, we knew where the story was going, but it was all these characters and it was all, we got to see 
the worlds. You know, we got to see what goes on in day-to-day life of scrubs, basically not, Mm -hmm. you know, the main character is not this and that. And, um, even star Wars rebels, uh, to a certain extent, you know, was, it's not the main characters. They did get to cross over, which was cool because the ship from star Wars rebels was in rogue one. Um, the droid was in rogue one briefly, and they, were announcing one of their names when they were on the rebel base. You overheard one of the names, uh, like asking the person to report to the command center or something like that. So they really did like a full on. Yeah, they really are here and they really are part of this universe. And, and this is where they are. It was really cool. Um, but I love that. I love that's, that's where there's so much rich and fertile ground is in, the day-to-day life of people that are just affected by the empire, not full on rebels and not, you know, all these other people. Um, and that's where the books are really good because the books dive into a lot of that stuff too. Um, but I'd like to see more of that in the games. Yeah. Cool. And, and it's, so it's respawn entertainment and it is being directed by Stig Osmussen who, mm-hmm. His last game was God of War three. God of War three, I believe, was the last game he worked on. So it's been a while since we've seen something from him. And he's working with Respawn, who are hot off Apex Legends and Titanfall. This has a lot of potential. Yeah. Despite being an EA game, this this is funny that like we we've been wanting EA to like lose a Star Wars license, but <laughs> then they give us this possibility, yeah. and this would just win back any sort of. You know, like I'm sure Disney is looking at the next Star Wars release from EA and getting ready to pull the plug if this one doesn't go well. And then this is the next one, which means this goes well. We might see more single player Star Wars games and we won't see another like Battlefront for at least a little bit. Well, that's what I want. I mean, you could do the Jedi Knight games were amazing and they really had a cool story going on with them and everything. And that's all we wanted, you know, and the dark forces and which turned into the Jedi Knight series, essentially. Um, it was cool, you know, and I want more of that. And I still want my X-Wing versus TIE fighter. <laughs> I, I still want my criterion, uh, pod racer game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's one of that. those things ever when, as soon as EA got the license and announced battlefront, I was immediately disappointed because, when I think Star Wars, I don't think of all the gunfights. I think about the espionage type stuff. I think about some of the political yeah. stuff, the character stuff. And then when they're like a multiplayer only game for the first one. And it was just like, oh, I'm just a random droid versus a random stormtrooper. And occasionally I get to be one of the big heroes that this didn't yeah. appeal to me. Yeah. So getting a story focused game excites me so much. And if we can go back to Disney Plus. I went from like, maybe I won't get that to like, I I'm getting Disney plus cause yeah. they're going to have every episode of the Simpsons. Yeah. They're going to have, like, it's, it's the, the sheer amount of content on there is insanity. <laughs> all the Pixar movies. It sounds like they're going to get every major Marvel Disney release after the theatrical run. Yeah. Captain Marvel is the first one that's yeah. going nowhere, but Disney plus. Yep. Um, and then everything else after that will be going straight to Disney plus. 
they're they're pulling out the entire library is what it sounds like yeah Just thousands of of episodes of every kind of tv show that disney ever produced i, I think i saw like a prelim, preliminary list that had uh lizzie mcguire uh goof troop like just like random <laughs> stuff like that where it's like i'm probably not gonna watch rewatch lizzie mcguire but the fact that they're like you know what on launch we're gonna have lizzie mcguire and goof troop is just like yes thank you just give me all of the disney shows yeah that are hard to get now on dvd darkwing duck is you know like there's like some dvd box sets give me darkwing duck give me rescue rangers give me all that stuff and i think we'll we'll get that stuff and that's going to be amazing. And then this might kill the vault. I hate the Disney vault. Yeah. This will kill it. Hopefully. Yeah, it should. It should. I mean, if we get the computer who wore tennis shoes, um, it's all over. I mean, that's, that's all we need. Um, I was telling my wife about that today. Did I ever, I probably told this on the podcast. My, my best friend, Rob, um, growing up, his parents divorced at a young age, but his dad, took him to see uh, Escape from New York. And for whatever, he, I, I don't know if his dad wanted to see it, but I know Rob wanted to see it like really bad. And he was still pretty young at the time, but he took him to see it. And five minutes into the movie, his dad goes like uh, Kurt Russell walks on screen, you know, with the eye patch and the long hair and everything. And his dad goes, Oh, that's the computer who wore tennis shoes. Fuck this. I don't want to see this garbage. We're out of here and took him and left, the, left the movie and he never got to see it. <laughs> he was so upset because his dad just had wanted nothing to do with it because it was Kurt Russell who was, you know, teeny bopper Kurt Russell from Disney days still in his mind. Um, but the sheer volume of, of movies and TV shows and everything uh, between the Disney movies and the Pixar movies. And uh, now all the Fox stuff they're going to have and the MCU, the Marvel stuff. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Uh, and downloading. That was the other thing. Yeah, that was big. They're starting That's with that. Huge. It took, it took everyone way too long to get to, downloading content. I'm wondering if there'll be restrictions on that a little bit, but I, as long as there is the ability to download shit for flights, I'm yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, so. I didn't think I needed another subscription service, but like, <laughs> yeah, I I'll probably cancel my Hulu subscription right around when this comes in and then just dive into goof troop. Well, and that was the other thing they may bundle Hulu with Disney plus and even ESPN plus they were saying, um, because they own, basically all of them. They're the majority shareholder in Hulu at this point. Yeah. I think they're up to 60% now. Yeah. AT&T just bailed out, basically sold their, sold their 10% share back to Disney for like $1.87 billion or something absurd like that. Yeah. Um, so right now it's Disney owns 60 some percent and then Comcast owns the rest. Um, but if Comcast pulls out to do their own thing, which they might, uh, it's basically going to be adult Disney is what they said, um, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Which is cool. They would move that into like the more adult fair. Um, but I use Hulu a lot now. So I, I do 
too, surprisingly. Like, I, I found enough things in Hulu that I, I made it worth using. Actually, Netflix has kind of fallen off with me in terms of yeah. what I actually watch on Netflix, which is when Disney Plus comes around, there might be a chance, especially I was subscribing to Netflix for the Marvel original series at a certain point. Yeah. And they're not making any more of those. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, uh, Lou was talking about that and she said, well, do we even use Hulu? I said, I use Hulu all the time. I said, I don't use Netflix anymore. The kids do. You do. <laughs> I'm the only one that's not really using Netflix so much anymore, but I don't know. So off of Disney onto the PSN ID, uh, name changes have finally happened. Everybody can slow down the complaints and shift them from, I can't change my name to damn it. My games don't work anymore. <laughs> yes. <thank you. laughs> uh, so that seems to be, I mean, th- Sony had warned us about this, uh, for the past six, eight months, whatever it is going into this, you know, there could be issues. There will be issues with certain games. Um, the nice thing about this is you could, the first name change is free. Uh, after that, there are nine 99, uh, for anybody, uh, four 99, if you have PlayStation plus. And then um, you could change your name like three, four or five times. But if you run into enough issues that you don't like it or you want to go back to your original, you can go back to your original for free. Yep. And they hold on to that, which is actually really good. Yeah. I was going to say, Sony will hold on to your name. No one. They, they're not doing the purge like uh, Microsoft used to do. I don't know if Microsoft still does the purge. Uh, but they don't release names. That name is tied to your account and you can revert back to it at any time. So you yeah. don't have to worry about losing your account once you have regrets. Um, yeah. or if you miss your 42069 name, Yeah, and, you know, uh, some of the issues though. So, um, there's some basic stuff where like leaderboards might not work, um, until you like play a game again. So like, um, they have a list of games on their site. We have a link, but like Wipeout Omega Collection has issues where um, just basic stuff. Like they have a whole list of games where it's just like um, previous IDs might be visible to other players. You won't know that, but the other players will see your old ID. Um, user accounts may be uh, unlinked from game accounts, but all you have to do is restore your license um so little stuff like that or you have to sign in sign out while you're playing it to fix settings because your settings might get reset for some games so those are like some of the small issues and games affected by that are like dark the dark souls games uh bloodborne absolver uh mlb the show 17 uh nba 2k19 uh, uncharted 4 those are the games that are having the small issues that aren't killer it just means you have to load up the game again and maybe play a uh, online multiplayer game or change your settings because that got set. Mm-hmm. There are games with critical issues. Um, and critical issues could be loss of game progress. Um, you might lose p- paid or earned in-game currency. Mm-hmm. Um, loss mm-hmm. of uh, user-generated content or parts of the game not being functional both online and offline. Um and the list of games is small. So the, the list of games for this currently, this is of known errors. Sony obviously couldn't check every game, and I'm sure this list will grow. 
Um, Disc Jam, Just Dance 2017, Little Big Planet 3, mm. MLB 14 The Show, MLB 16 The Show, MLB 15 The Show. I don't know why they didn't put them order in this list, <laughs> but um, Onrush, The Golf Club 2, Worms Battlegrounds. So these games have critical issues that you, especially the one where it's like loss of user generated content and functionality in online offline games obviously would affect little big planet three pretty big yeah uh-huh. but to be honest all right so that's not a huge list and no no it's not it's, not as bad as people expect it yeah and it's a lot of older sports games in there with the mlb stuff um little big planet three i would honestly say i don't know that a lot of people are playing that as much anymore i don't i don't think it lit the world on fire when it came out from what no. i remember a lot of people were disappointed with it and you know, I reviewed it pretty highly, I think. And I just don't think a lot of people really latched onto it, uh, the way they did with the others. Yeah. So. And like on rush, the golf club Two, disc jam are probably the most recent games on this list, but, but uh, even with the golf club Two, there's golf club PGA tour or whatever yeah. it's called. So there's a new so. version. There's yeah. a newer version of that as well. Uh, on Rush probably won't get fixed just because that developer moved on because that game didn't sell well. Yeah. Uh, Disc Jam never set the world on fire when it came out. It, it, it was a good game. Uh, so, and it's still a relatively new game that it could get fixed. But Sony does say if you play any of those games I just mentioned, they recommend you do not change your ID because there is currently no fix that is known to be coming. And they don't want you to have permanent game errors. So if you play any of those games, don't change your ID. Wow. And keep checking. So Sony's going to keep an active help page on the PlayStation website of games as they find errors. So before you do your ID change, check that list. Make sure there's nothing on here that is too important. That So, I mean, you can always revert back, but there's still a chance that you're going to have issues because they did say, even if you revert back, it's not a guarantee that everything's going to be fixed. So be wary. And and for the two or three people, for the one person who's writing the email right now, I, I didn't mean to shit. I'm not trying to shit on you and say, nobody plays those older MLB games. I know some people buy a sports game and stick with it for a couple of years before, but they don't buy this, you know, the new version every single year. Um, I'm just saying it's less common that, somebody's still playing MLB 14 yeah. or 15 at this point. But, you know, it's something to keep in mind if you really want to change your name. Dave changed his name. Yeah, he did. Day. He uh, put a whole list. Uh, he, he asked uh, Facebook to find him a name. Did he and, really? Yeah. Uh, I think Andy picked his new name. I believe well, that's good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave finally has a, has a new name, which I will not mention here. Because no. I don't remember what it is. I don't either. <laughs> I because uh, I I have I was I haven't good. even checked my friend list to see if it's changed. But I think I have Dave's real name on my friend list, so I wouldn't yeah. even uh, wouldn't that even see his thing. name. I was wondering how they were going to handle that. I most of the people I'm friends with, I just use their real name because it's just so much easier. So I never see people's online IDs. Yeah. Well, that's what always drove me nuts about the Xbox is that when I would go on there, I, I didn't have a huge friends list and a lot of the people were listeners of 
the Xbox podcast I was on. You don't and, mention it. And there, you can edit that out. No, don't edit. <laughs> um, Wait, I gotta edit this. When I would go on, um, you know, maybe a week or two later, my whole friends list has changed, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I, I'm looking at this name. I'm like, I don't know who that is, and I don't know who that is because they would all have the avatars too. But everybody would buy all the different things and constantly change their avatars. My avatar is the exact same avatar it was the first day I created it. The, because you were forced to create one when they made them. Yeah. You had no choice. And I made one and it had the default, not the default clothes. I actually picked out the clothes. I didn't buy anything. It was just, you know, part of whatever the standard set was. And that's it. My avatar has never changed since then. So it's easy to spot me, even if I change my name. Well, I mean, Sony did at least do a good job of just like, if you want, you can display your old name next okay. to your new name for 30 days. But you have to make that an option. Uh, but that's nice. That's better than nothing. You know, they can. That just, does help. Yeah. Just to make it easier for your friends, because hmm. I could see that being could especially right now, because people have been asking for this for years. So I'm yeah. sure our friend list is changing Every couple hours, because I, I have like 200 people on my list. So I'm sure there's a good amount of people on there that are changing their name. So hopefully you do the 30 day thing so I can see who exactly you are. Yeah. Uh, and just go from there. All right. Uh, that's it for news, though. Pretty light week. Yep. OK, so moving into new releases. We have for the PlayStation 4 for Monday, April 22nd, we have a DualShock wireless controller, Alpine Green, coming. And it is a nice green with white everything, almost everything else white D pad and buttons and thumbsticks and all. Uh, the touchpad is still black. Mm -hmm. um, and the back of the controller is white. So the bottom part of the the handles essentially are white. Like jet nice colors? Uh, actually, yeah, it kind of is. Now that I look at <laughs> it like that. It's got gold too. Did the jet logo have gold? Or, or I could say it's eagles. You could I actually. Could say that, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the gold little of. markings could be for the, the Super Bowl ring. There yeah, go. there you go. I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, it's sixty four ninety nine. Uh, then we have a game which I have played recently called Trubabrook, and it is a point-and-click adventure set in the late 60s in West Germany, in out in rural West Germany. Uh, if you like unique-looking games and point-and-click adventure type thing, you must get this game. It is crazy you have to go to the website uh truberbrook.com right yes yes yeah okay you have to see how they did these visuals in the game they they physically built little miniature scale models of the sets and then film them and tweak them slightly with lighting and things like that and that's the game you're playing in it's it's remarkable. It looks amazing. It's, it almost looks like the fantastic Mr. Fox type of in a type way of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like 
so I didn't know what this game was until you mentioned it before we were recording. And I went to the website and immediately was like, shit, this looks really neat. And I am interested in playing it, even though I don't like point and click adventures, but I just like the way it looks. And I saw the trailer and mm-hmm. it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's really cool from what I played so far. Uh, I will try to do a review of it next week. Um, but seriously, if you're into very unique looking games and and point and click adventures, uh, or even if you're not necessarily into point and click adventures, it's it's fantastic. Uh, just the setting and the look of it. And the cool thing is, like, there's a million um, languages in it. And because it's set in Germany, it started, you know, I had it default to English and everything. And then I was like, well, no, wait a second. Let me switch it over to German. So I was doing the German language with English subtitles. And it's funny because the main character, you know, he gets out of the car and he's talking like this. Oh, it's nice to see you. And then you switch to German. And it's a completely deeper, different voice. And it threw me off. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but it's really neat. It's cool that they have a lot of different options there, too. So. Um, yeah, you need to see like a, uh, they, they put out some making of videos of this and we may have a post on the site. We may have actually gotten one up. I, I believe we did. I, yeah, I might've like, been last week. I think I had asked somebody, I was like, please put a post. Cause I was getting emails about this almost every, every couple days. And I was like, this just looks so cool. We have to put something up about this. Um, but it's a crazy looking game. So, uh, that one is twenty nine ninety nine, and it is rated T. Um, if I didn't mention, this is Tuesday. All of this is Tuesday now. Uh, then we have Mortal Kombat eleven for fifty nine ninety nine, which uh, come on, we all know what Mortal Kombat is at this point. Uh, then we have the Mortal Kombat eleven Premium Edition for ninety nine ninety nine, and the premium edition includes the full game, the combat pack and a steel case. I don't know what the combat pack is. <laughs> it doesn't uh, really. I, I'm guessing anything. that's season one of the DLC characters. So saying Sean and then the other four characters, I usually think they do five characters per pack. I hope that's what that is. Yeah, it's weird. It does not say anything here on Amazon. And I probably should have gone to GameStop and looked this up, but I'm I'm flying by the seat of my pants this week, and I didn't do my research. And there you go. I'm making you host. It's- yep, you're throwing me off here. All right, so moving on to Wednesday, April 24th, we have the Thrustmaster VG Thrustmaster BT display holder. <laughs> holder, okay. Uh, holder. Chaz really liked the display thing. Yes. Uh, so what this is, and he would set it up, you know, on the on the table next to his wheel, or maybe up by the TV. Uh, this actually, actually, it's basically a an arm that attaches to your wheel and holds that little uh, Bluetooth display right up off off the edge of your wheel and with that you can do um like rpms and lap counts and things like that in certain games and it's uh compatible with 
a handful of games. Uh, if you want to check out our website, there is a review for the Thrustmaster BT display. Um, if you just search for that, uh, Chaz put up a review of that, uh, last year, maybe. Yeah, it was definitely last year. So this, and this is kind of pricey for just an arm. <laughs> it's fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I feel yes. like anyone who bought the display has probably found a way to rig that to their, their thing with some home Depot parts. Probably. Yeah. And this thing is, um, well, they're selling it as the solid and versatile mounting bracket that's built to last. Uh, center plate crafted of ABS with metal reinforcements, 100% metal mounting arm attaches directly to the racing wheels base. Three adjustment options for maximum customization possibilities. Height, position, and inclination. So if you're really a hardcore racer and you have this thing, this might be worth looking into. Okay, and then moving on to uh, Thursday. I was I was about to say Friday. Thursday, April 25th. Uh, we have two games coming out. We have Ugly Dolls and Imperfect Adventure, which is kind of crazy to me um, that the Ugly Dolls have gotten to the point where they finally made a video game for them. Um, I'm trying to... is Ugly uh, Dolls. I don't know what... They have been around for a very long time because when I... Oh, wait a second. Now this... Oh, shit. This one is Friday. Okay, so this is Friday, and then I'm going to jump back to Thursday for the other game. You had seven jobs, Josh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, no, the Ugly Doll, what weirds me out is like they were, as far as I know, they were pretty brand new when I started dating my wife back in 2001. Um, and I got her one for christmas or her birthday or something uh because it was just ugly and adorable at the same time and she loved it and she got like a couple more and the kids loved them so they've been around that long uh and this is the first game that's come to consoles that i'm aware of you know they may have done ios or android games or things like that um but this is its own crazy adventure, and it's got a whole bunch of the iconic characters. And they look like Yo Gabba Gabba characters. I don't know. A why. little bit. Yeah. Like but weird very, monsters. Yeah, they are weird monsters. And, you know, there's books, and, and they've, they've grown this into a massive, massive franchise, um, which is why I'm kind of surprised that it took kind of this long to get to gaming. Uh, but it is thirty nine ninety nine, and it is rated E, of course. Just realized I just admitted I know what Yo Gabba Gabba is, and I'm a twenty nine year old man who doesn't have children. <laughs> but Dude, I was I was watching Yo Gabba Gabba today. <laughs> is it still on? Uh, no, it's Nick Junior. The app. Um, okay. Zoe was watching it. I uh, I only know it because Elijah Woods Dancy Dance. It's <laughs> the only thing I know <laughs> <laughs> that from. Well, I mean, the one of the guys from Devo, I believe, helped with the music, but he's on the show. He he does like an art thing 
he's the guy that does the art stuff uh, where he sits there and draws something with his marker. Mark um, Rothersburg? That one? Uh, yes. The one who did, could they, he usually works for Nickelodeon. He did like the Rugrats theme song and stuff like that. Yeah, Is it yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so, okay. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, if I'm right. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, that was a whole Broby thing with my son that I'm sure I've talked about in the past. Uh, but that's Ugly Dolls, uh, $39.99, rated E, April 26th, Friday. Then Thursday, let's jump back a day, Thursday, April... Tw- oh, shit, this is 26th, too. What is going on, Josh? I... Something changed. I thought they were Friday the 26th, and then I saw something else today. Maybe I was... It was the kids. I saw something that it looked like they were both Thursday. All right. Yeah, they're both Friday, April 26th. All right. Uh, Days gone. Duh. Of course. Um, So there is the $59.99 rated M regular edition of Days Gone. And then there is the $139.99 collector's edition of Days Gone. And the collector's edition includes uh, a statue with the main character sitting up against his bike and one of the, what are they called in this freakers or freakers freakers is like dead at his, at the edge of his bike, I guess. Uh, there's a steel book case, six collectors pins, a physical and digital mini art book. That's kind of nice. Uh, physical and digital original soundtrack. That's nice too. Uh, days gone. So on patch, and four decals. Um, there's also digital content with it, which includes three drifter bike skins, a monkey wrench skill early unlock, and Deacon versus the Horde dynamic theme for your PlayStation 4. Uh, so that's what you're getting for that extra lot of money. Um, and that is it for new releases. All right. So uh, just to give you a little bit of a break, I'll talk about supporting us. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just to give give you and the listeners a, a Josh break. <laughs> as, as you like, try and get some get a deep breath in because you've been. <laughs> yes. Yeah. OK. Um, if you'd like to support us, we'd appreciate if you would use our affiliate store links, which you can find at PSNation.com. We have Amazon links for most countries and a couple other stores on there as well. We are also currently doing a Teespring campaign that ends May 20th. We have a limited edition PS Nation shirt, and it is, uh, how would you describe it? It's just, uh, it's real simple, like this PS Nation logo with a uh, light bar uh, logo with our establishment uh, year on it. Uh, It's a really cool design that Josh worked on. and uh, Simple design. But it looks cool. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. And it is uh, what we're doing to help uh, pay for our E3 expenses because E3 is expensive. Yeah. Uh, So if you uh, like the way we uh, cover E3 or you dislike us in general, uh, definitely check out uh, teespring.com and search for PS Nation and you will find the shirt there. Uh, And I can put a link in the show notes so that it's available right there for you. Yep. Um, and also if you're into t-shirts, zazzle.com slash PS nation, we have the 10 year anniversary shirt, 
which is still there Fuck. because yeah, <laughs> we'll just keep keep that going. Um, and then also, um, Seriously, we are, I honestly, I do that every week and then, you know, we talk and talk and talk and I completely forget about it until the next week when it's brought up again. <laughs> and, um, also if you, uh, want to watch us on Twitch, we are an affiliate on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PS nation. Uh, you can, if you have Amazon prime, you can use that prime subscription to give us a, uh, uh, so uh, give us a subscribe on Twitch. You can tell Dave is the professional one at doing this because <laughs> I am not. Uh, and then you can also find our content at youtube.com slash PS nation. And that will be it for uh, that. Josh, what websites do we have? Uh, website reviews do we have? What websites do we have? What websites do we have, Josh? We have uh, four from last week that went up. Uh, we have editing. Trials Rising from Chaz. Uh, this is a fun version of Trials that I got to play at E3 last year. And it's on the uh, more inexpensive side. I think it was down to like 20 bucks on Amazon last time I checked, which is pretty sweet. Uh, this one has the tandem bike, which is absurdly fun if you're sitting couch co-op with somebody and you want to play the tandem bike it's uh, it's just crazy so that is up there then the messenger which i forget who did this one was it brock i think brock Brock, dave is doing a podcast review of that at some point okay uh so this one is it's a platformer isn't it yeah it's a side-scrolling platformer type thing uh, yeah, is it like a Metroidvania sort of thing? I think I forget. I and I edited this. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. It's been that kind of a week, isn't it? Always. Um, yeah. So it looks pretty interesting. It actually, it's it's not necessarily my type of game, but reading about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of like this idea. Eight um, bit sort of style. Um, sort of a throwback homage to, you know, those classic type games. Um, but it's, from what I understand, it's been getting a lot of, uh, good scores like around the web, unless I'm crazy. No, I believe it has been. Uh, then Chaz, uh, reviewed another throwback type of game, uh, the shape shifting detective, which is a full motion video game um and you are a detective who can shapeshift into anybody uh, so that way you can interrogate people uh, without them knowing who you are and this one didn't quite fare as well in chaz's eyes um but you might want to take a look at the review if you're interested in that type of game and ray's review of falcon age which is for playstation 4 and PlayStation VR, uh, you can play it either way, depending on, you know, how you feel. Um, and that one has been pretty well received from what I understand. You can make the Falcon dance, I believe. So that has my interest. All right. And those are all the reviews that went up last week on the website. Playing and watching. I think Josh forgot he's hosting. 
I was going to let you do it. I've oh, been okay. talking so much. So yeah, why don't okay. you just jump right in? Because yeah. you're going to go first. I'm not yeah. going to talk at this point. Yeah, I'll go first. My, my list is small, partly because I am playing Days Gone. I will have a review for that next week. I cannot say anything other than that I have Days Gone. I don't even know if I can say I'm playing Days Gone. The, 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 the NDA said I can say I have it in my possession. Uh, well, so, there you go. But you so, haven't played it, right? I don't know if I can say. I just know I have it in my possession. Um, so that, that that's all I can say about that. Um, I am going to, they're actually holding a Days Gone event in Chicago. It's like uh, they took over a bar and they're doing like some exclusive beer thing at this bar that I'm going to go to. So I have a report from that next week alone with my review on Days Gone. And my list is the two games that I always play uh apex legends just because of course i'm trying to justify why i bought that season pass by grinding (laughs) it went from i did it as a tip to now i'm just frustrated how much of a drag it is to level up because oh my god i think we're like halfway through the season and i am not even halfway through the season pass and once the season's over i can't get those items that i paid that sucks so sucks. I need to grind this game out, but I'm in the middle of doing days gone. So it's like, I'm going to have to put that on hold. Uh, and then I also last week talked about how I made the mistake of loading up overwatch. Mm. So because I played two games of overwatch or four games of overwatch last week, I decided, let me just finish up all the comp games. Did all 10 competition games, the placement matches. Uh, I thought I did really well. Overwatch did not agree with me. And placed me in the low gold tier, which upset me and I think made me not want to play Overwatch again for a while. So that's good. I I really love Overwatch still to this day, but I did hit the point where I can only play if I'm playing competition. And it's just not that fun when the ranking system isn't going your way and you get into some bad games where people just throw or quit. And that is still a thing, despite the game being out for like two, three years now. And you would think the people that are playing it now would be hardcore enough that they wouldn't throw or wouldn't quit early. Yeah. But there are so many people that still do that, which is annoying. But I guess you're still playing it. Maybe they're just trolls and they just like to have fun that way. So it's just kind of kind of a bummer. Then I uh, recently purchased a gaming chair in a Rosie at Best Buy had them. Uh, It's like a $220 chair. The reason I'm mentioning it is because I had the hardest time putting this damn thing together. Uh, my girlfriend was laughing at me as I'm just like, I'm going to knock this chair out in 10 minutes. And it took me like an hour, hour and a half while I'm trying to like jam the chair into place and then hold it down with an elbow so I can tighten the arm onto the base and then the, uh, the, the actual back backrest. And Oh my God, I've never kind of broke out of sweat working on furniture before. Mm. It made me fearful of uh, an Ikea trip I'm going to have to make in a month or two. Uh, but overall, like the chair is pretty good, uh, pretty comfortable for like a $200 chair because uh, gaming chairs can get pretty damn expensive. Uh, and I think you can get this on sale for like $180. It's the Arozi, Arazi uh, Milano. Pretty comfortable chair. I like it. I needed to, I had like a crappy Staples chair for the last like seven years that no longer really rose up it would only go down <laughs> i would have to like physically raise it up i couldn't use like the arm uh to do that anymore i think josh and dave have seen me 
in the middle of our recording, my chair just randomly lowering while talking to them, <laughs> which would just happen, which is fun on video. Just a, a middle of recording the, the, the podcast, my chair just decides, oh, I'm going to go all the way to the ground now. So got a replacement chair. This is pretty good for the price because I couldn't spend a fortune on a chair, even though I really wanted to. Yeah. Because, uh, man, gaming chairs, uh, me and Josh tested some at E3 last year and there was yeah. <laughs> chairs and then they would tell you the $900 price tag and you just want to kind of get up right away. And just like, oh, I was not meant to sit on that chair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've been talking to my wife about that because the one I have is when our office, when we got bought out and our office moved from lower Manhattan to Midtown, we're moving into a brand new office with all new furniture and all new chairs and everything. And they were like, well, we're just going to throw all this stuff out. And I was like, well, I'll just take mine. Um, we're on the subway with that chair. Uh, the chair I brought my car in Okay, to take it. I, I went on the subway with a huge table. <laughs> um, yeah. Like a, how big is that thing? It's it's almost three feet by three feet. Um, and it's this big wooden table and it wasn't even from our office. And it was long before we got bought out a couple floors above us. Some company just went belly up and they just left and all their furniture was sitting in there. And the building was like, if you guys want anything, go up and get it now. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. And I walked up and I was like, Ooh, look at that table. I'll take that for my house. <laughs> and I picked it up and I was like, damn, this thing's heavy. All right. Now, how am I getting this home? And I literally walked across lower Manhattan with it onto the path down into the world trade center onto the path. And something was wrong with uh, New Jersey transit. And I ended up having to take uh, like an Amtrak train and the Amtrak train was wall to wall people. And yeah, it's a, it was, it was fucking crazy. Like, like an Amtrak commuter train was, and it was wall to wall people. And there was this little area, like this little handicapped area, but it was all jammed with people. And I physically put the table down and I sat on it. <laughs> and the, all the people <laughs> around me were like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's what they were I saying. Like, I was like, dude, no, well, two guys actually did that too. Cause I was like, what am I going to do? Hold this thing the whole time. This thing is crazy. <laughs> Just, uh, um, put it against the wall and then you stand in the wall and the yeah. table, get your own little <laughs> private section. Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, but the chair is not a great chair. Um, it was at the time, you know, it's a big black leather chair, but it's old and it's, you know, kind of shoddy. And I told my wife, I wanted a new one and thinking of those gaming chairs. And I said, but they're also expensive. And she keeps pulling up pictures on Facebook of all these. And I'm like, no, no, nothing like that. No, not even. And I finally showed her. I'm like, like this. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you have no idea how comfortable these things are. Especially if you were showing the ones we saw last year. Uh, we saw, I forget I which company it was, but like the one that it was a gaming chair, but it did not look like a gaming chair. Yeah. It looked like a professional office chair. Because like yeah. the current one I have, it, you know, it's the typical like looks like a race car seat. Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with, you know, I picked basic colors, you know, black and white. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for like a budget one, if you really need to get a new chair, I would probably recommend the Rosie. Uh, just, you will need two people to put this chair together. It said one person could do it. 
I saw a YouTube video where one person did it, and it's like, no, you need two people because you need to like squeeze it all together and then get everything to work with your Allen wrench. And it's just yeah, it's hell of a challenge. It's highly unlikely I'm getting one anytime soon. Like the the cheaper one I was looking at, which is still a nice chair, um, is like three hundred bucks, and I'm like, uh, I'm not spending that on a chair right now. Yeah. But yeah. um, um yeah, so that's nice. it for 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 playing, I guess. I'll conclude the chair and playing, um, and then watching Game of Thrones. Yes. We won't spoil anything, but no. I was really happy with the first episode. The kids are watching. <laughs> uh, the The first episode was really good. I love the pace so far. You know, they it was a little slow at times, but compared to other seasons, they just jumped right into this and did not waste time with some threads, some story threads. Uh, they just went head on this episode, and I am yeah. fucking here for it. Well. All right, you can cut this out if you think it's a spoiler. But Ooh, okay, okay. My wife and I were rolling on the floor. We were laughing for a good five minutes after I had to pause the thing because uh, we were laughing so hard with, uh, stand back, his eyes are blue. My eyes have always been blue. Okay, yeah, that's not a spoiler, but yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, we were dying when that happened. That was so funny. I, I uh, just have a picture of one of the dragons when the dragons was watching. Uh, yeah. I've just been staring at that picture, but I won't say anything else. I've just been looking at that. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I really loved this episode because you did have those like moments of humor in it. Yeah. Some really uh, how to train ones. your dragon moments, too. Uh, and it was just really good start to the season. But immediately after me and my girlfriend were pissed because it ended. And it was like only 55 minutes or something like that. And I we yeah. were, I was kind of expecting like them to hit an hour plus each episode because there's only six episodes. So I was just like, oh, you stole five minutes from me. Well, it's funny, though, because I thought as we were watching it, I was like, it felt long. It did. It did. I was but like, like, are we past an hour? Where are we? Oh, this is only going 50. Oh, OK. Because we had to record it because we had to get the kids to bed first and then watch it. So, but yeah, I, I yeah. thought that was going to be longer than it was. Yeah, I, I did the same thing where because they covered so much ground in the yeah. episode they, yeah. at, at one point, I'm just like, oh, the episode's got to be wrapping up. I looked and it was 27 minutes left. And I was like, oh, shit. But <laughs> 10 minutes of that was the behind the scenes stuff that they play afterwards. Oh, so mm-hmm. but it was still a lot of stuff happening. But like in the back of my head, I'm like, you only have six episodes like <laughs> we, we, we got to well, get we got to get this. I heard the like the the next one is like fifty eight minutes, and then they go bigger. They go like like eighty, 80 minutes yeah. and eighty. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think because I have Days Gone in my possession, me and my girlfriend uh, went uh, zombie crazy. Mm. Not freaker, zombie uh, crazy. <laughs> uh, Netflix put out a show recently called uh, Black Summer, which is I think it was like eight episodes. Uh, it's basically the zombie apocalypse from different perspectives um, or from different, yeah, different people. So and, World War C. Yeah, kind of. But uh, <laughs> all of their lives intersect into like one story. I basically described it to my girlfriend as if the movie crash was good and instead of racism, it was zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically that's how it was. And it was actually pretty, pretty good eight episode thing. Like, we we started the show 
and didn't think we were going to get into it. We just wanted to watch something because we distorted food. And then we ended up just watching eight episodes in a row because they're like 20 to 30 minute episodes. So it was just like, okay, let's just, let's just burn through all this. Yeah. And then especially like we're, we're desperate for shows right now because we have to wait week to week for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I kept joking to my girlfriend. I'm just like, hey, listen, if you didn't want to wait a week, we could have just went Internet radio silent for <laughs> six weeks. And then yeah. just marathon that. And she just basically told me, shut the fuck up. And I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. Because uh, she's super into the show and there's no way she was going to wait six weeks. I could do that because I could just, I can stay off Twitter and Facebook and be fine. I could do that, but I'd still be afraid that I'd hear something and it would just really piss me off. It's like we had to watch it in our delay uh, just because we use HBO Go and they don't put it on the mm-hmm. same time the episode's going on because they don't want you to skip to the end. So we had to go like she just refused to check her phone. I refused to check my phone for an hour because we're just waiting for it to be nine o'clock so we can hit play on HBO Go and pray the servers didn't crash like it usually does. (laughs) There's at one point towards the end where you kind of get that like the resolution change. And I'm just like, oh, no, don't Mm. you dare crash. Don't you dare crash. Uh, But it stayed steady. Um, Well, I recorded it on like the DirecTV now has its own little built in mm -hmm. DVR thing. Um I got her at like 1045 or so. I was like, let's watch it. And I started it and maybe a minute in it paused and started doing the loading thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck you. It's <laughs> recorded. What are you doing to me? You know? And then it was fine for another 40 minutes or so. And then it paused again. I'm like, Oh, come on. But it only happened twice. So it was good. And then the final thing that I watched was a, another zombie movie called The Resort, which is basically a it's basically they play Dead, Dead Island. Island. Yeah, they ba- <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. So, so the premise of this one uh, was a zombie outbreak happened and they contained it. A zombie outbreak on an island happened. And they contained it to that island and really rich people go to that island to hunt zombies. That's actually an interesting idea. It was. The movie was a little uneven with some of the the side characters acting, but the premise was enough to get me interested. And of course, you know, all hell breaks loose. But it was interesting to see how like the corporation like made it fun for the rich people to hunt the zombies and stuff (laughs) like that. I I wouldn't say it's as highly recommended as uh, Black Summer is for zombie movies, but for like a background movie sort of B level, D level, even like yeah. scary zombie movie, perfectly, perfectly uh, serviceable for that. Uh, but that was the resort. As soon as we we started watching it, I was just like, "Oh, this is Dead Island!" Like straight <laughs> up this Dead Island. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is my plane and watching again. Uh, light on the play wise, just because I have Days Gone in my possession. Nice. Okay, so. On the Xbox One, I played a little bit of Below, uh, which is from Capybara, Cappy Games. Which took forever to come out. Yeah. And the problem is, I was playing it late Sunday afternoon. I was half asleep, and I kept falling asleep as I was playing (laughs) it. And it was no fault of the game. I was just so tired. Um, But the kids were eating, and I had finished, and gone upstairs and i'm like let me just try something on the xbox and i saw i was like oh yeah below go with the xbox live 
Game Pass thing. Um, and it's I mean, the start of it. It's a good five to seven minutes at least before you ever touch the controller. Um, which I was fine with. I was like, okay. But then I started just nodding off as I was, I was so exhausted. Uh, I love the style of it and I kind of like where it's going, but it gives you zero instruction when you step into it. And that was rough. That was actually really rough. Um, I ran into that a couple times this past week. Um, but the MLB, the show 19 played more of that. Um, you're I, just sticking to road to the show, right? Yeah. For the most part, for the most part, I, I tried some of the other modes, um, to see them and there's some really cool stuff they've done in it. But Dave and I talked about that like last week or the week before. Um, but now that it's just me playing, playing, I'm, I'm pretty much sticking to road to the show. Um, my character for the most part, I will do Mason's when he's around um, just because it's fun and he likes seeing it. Uh, but that's, you know, it's the same thing there. Uh, I've been, I played a bunch of Borderlands game of the year edition, the the new PS4 version. There is a shit ton of screen tearing on this. And if, really? I, remember, and if I remember correctly, there was a shit ton of screen tearing in the original version of it too. Um, cause when it started happening, I'm like, this feels very familiar. <laughs> I think it, I think it was exactly the same on the original one. Um, so yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Uh, but it looks great and it's borderlands. The only thing is I'm like, all right, yeah, I played through all this. I just want to get through this stuff cause I never finished the story of the game and I would like to do that. Um, but I'm, at the beginning again, where I'm like, I played this and I played this and I played this. I want to get through all of this to get to the new stuff that I haven't played, you know? Um, but it looks great. Plays great. Uh, minus the, the screen tearing. It's usually when you're turning fast. Um, otherwise when you're just walking around through the, through the environments and doing your thing, it's fine. It looks great. Yeah, I'm still surprised to hear about like screen tearing. Usually, like you get the yeah. visuals down when you do these like remastered version, and then you have yeah. other things. But That's I know cool. they're they're they've done a couple hot fixes for like the multiplayer uh, for online stuff. I think on the PC edition, so they they're patching all the editions a couple couple times for various issues. Yeah. Uh, then I played Cave Digger Riches, which is a VR game. And it's been out on Oculus and wherever else. Um, this is, it's a neat idea, but this is another one that unless I missed it somewhere, which is entirely possible. Um, so unless I missed it, this also gives you almost no instruction. It just drops you in and you have to figure it out as you go, which is a little frustrating. You are in a mining elevator type thing there's like a mine cart in the middle of the elevator sh that you're on uh you start with just a pickaxe and it drops you down into the mine and it, you're standing in one place and you have to just mine the the area around you 
like you you never leave this this little cage that you're in uh the elevator cage i didn't understand that there was a timer on this so i'm mining away and mining away and the the stuff is dropping on the floor and i'm like what do i do with that do i do, does it automatically go in the little minecart in the center? Do I have to pick it up and put it in the minecart in the center? I'm like, oh, I guess I can pick it up and put it in there. So I picked up one or two things and I just kept mining and mining. I'm like, yeah, I'll just get to the rest, you know, when I'm done mining these walls. And then all of a sudden the, the bars of the cage drop down and the elevator goes down a level and I turn around and all the shit that was on the floor disappears. Oh, that's I'm like, wait, what? the fuck just happened I'm how, like, did, how long would you say you were doing that before it closed down a minute or so maybe okay okay so I, it wasn't I, like a huge time wasted but still frustrating but frustrating yeah and i didn't and i didn't quite get it at first i'm like did that what happened to that did it just fall into the did i get credit for it did i not get credit? i don't know what happened you know so i'm like okay so now i'm in a new level and i start doing it and doing it again and I start putting more in and then you get to a third level and then it takes you right back up to the beginning and spits out all the stuff that you got, gives you points and that's it. That's like, all right, you're done. I'm like, wait, that's it. And I turn around and you can buy stuff so you can buy. And this is the whole point of it. You're supposed to mine and then buy. Um, and, and this is where I ran into frustrations. I see a candle. And I'm like, fuck do I need a candle for? It's it's lit up down there. I haven't run into any serious darkness. And I'm like, ooh, there's uh, dynamite. So I'll take a box of dynamite and I'll take, um, what was the other thing I took? Uh, eventually I got like a jackhammer. I'm like, okay. well, I didn't have the jackhammer yet. So I had the dynamite. And I get down there and I, you know, I get to the first level and I'm like, let's get some dynamite. And I'm like, wait what do I do with the dynamite? I just, you know, I kind of threw it at the stuff and I'm like, nothing's happening. And I'm like, need that candle. That's why I need the fucking candle. <laughs> like son of a bitch. Well, the, the other thing is you get the candle. We also need the jackhammer because you need to drill a hole into the wall and then stick the dynamite in there and then light the dynamite and then let it blow up. And meanwhile, you're on a timer. So once it blows up, you're like, Oh shit, I got to grab stuff and I got to, knock out the last of it and I have to pick all the stuff up and throw it in there before it goes down a level and I lost everything. So it gets a little panicky there. Um, but as you progress further on more and more stuff, Oh, that was the other thing I bought like, a almost like an x-ray little machine thing where you can hold it up and you can look around, you know, the walls and see, Oh, there's a lot of stuff over here. So you go right for that area, but it builds level to level and um there's a couple different modes in it and leaderboards and everything it's a neat game it's a neat idea it's i just wish there was a little bit more instruction with it um to just cut down on the frustration yeah uh but i enjoyed it and i need to play it a little bit more and, and dig into some of the other modes and everything um i also played falcon age uh can you make the all- falcon dance uh, not yet. I didn't okay. make the Falcon dance. I played it entirely in VR and eh. <laughs> honestly, I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. Uh, at least so far. 
Um, this is another one where it doesn't give you a ton of instruction. I mean, it gives you some and enough, I'd say. Uh, I think the controls are a little awkward and not for what Ray criticized in his review. Mm-hmm. Ray's big criticism is that a lot of games that, that do two move controllers and walking and stuff like that, they use the left one for locomotion and the right one for combat and things like that. And this one it's reversed. And I wish I had played it before I edited his review because his take on it was, Oh, it's, it's a simple fix to just add in the option to swap, you know, what your controllers do, but it's not a simple fix when you play the game because all the animations and all the stuff that your left hand does is tied into the Falcon landing on your left hand. That's what I always assumed. Yeah. Um, I didn't get in the chat when he brought that up just because I was at work. Yeah. But I figured the issue was like the Falcon is always on a specific hand because yes. you would need your dominant hand. If I get, if you're a trainer to control the Falcon, your left hand is literally just for the Falcon to, exactly. to rest on. Yeah. yeah, so it's not a simple fix to swap the controls because then you have to change the the look of the hand because it's wrapped and everything for the Falcon to land on. You would have to change the animation for the Falcon landing. You'd have to change a lot of stuff in the game under the hood just to make that simple, quote-unquote, simple control swap. So it's not an easy thing. You know, they made their choice based on whatever I, from what I can think of in my head, the left arm is pretty much always where the bird lands in real life. Like every video I've seen of, of people handling birds. Yeah, like every Falcons time a bird was like on that, Carson and it, it always seemed to be up. on the left arm, Yeah, but I, I, I don't know why I don't get it. Um, but you know, I escaped the the beginning area and I, I've got the little baby Falcon and I'm teaching her uh, things and I'm just not sure how into sort of the day-to-day life of this I am so far. Um, but I need to play it some more to really get a handle on it. Um, I'll probably get out of the VR and just play it regular. Yeah, I'm uh, curious about it outside of VR. Yeah. I mean, it's, it works and all in VR and it's kind of neat, but I could probably play it outside of VR and not miss anything. I don't think. Um, and since I had VR on, I started playing Creed. Well, you know, I did cave digger and Falcon age and I thought, well, I'll do Creed rise to glory. Cause I am way too lazy and I need to get some exercise going. <laughs> <laughs> So I played that for a little bit. Uh, It was good. I I played it for like a half hour or so, 40 minutes, and I was having fun with it. Um, You know, that will, that will keep you, uh, keep you busy, which is good. It's got a lot of mini games in it between the fight um, because you'll do all these mini games, which are your training and how you do in the training uh, essentially determines how much stamina you have for the upcoming fight. So you have to do well in the training to really be able to 
survive in a fight. Uh, but it's cool. It's actually a really good boxing game um, and really good for working out. <laughs> uh, and I played probably an hour or so of Truber Brook. And like I was saying before, this is a really cool game. <laughs> just the look of it and everything will just suck you in. That's setting is big for me. Setting and world building is big for me. And this just oozes all of that um, based on what they did. And it's, it's a cool, it's a unique setting too. I mean, it's 1960s West Germany out in the countryside, you know? So it's, it's, a unique setting, unique time that you don't see in video games a whole lot. And the story seems to get pretty interesting um, from what I've seen so far and what I've seen in uh, stuff they've sent us. So worth taking a look at. Um, Marvel stuff, I'm up to Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I haven't watched that yet, so that means I have six movies left. At this point. And two weeks? Two weeks. A week and a half. So, yeah, I got to bust through those. Um, because I still do want to see Captain Marvel in the theaters, if possible. before I I'm get sure it will be. I hope so. Um, plus, I need to find the time to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, one thing I will say, just going through these again, it was really good to see Captain America Civil War again, because, you know, in my mind, I remember the broad strokes of it. I remember a lot of specifics of little scenes and everything. But going into Infinity War, uh, there were two years and five movies between Captain America Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. And I remember going into Infinity War and, you know, the team is split up and you're seeing where all these different people are. And then they start to show up again. And I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, Cap was on the run and who was with him and how did they get there? And I know they were in jail at one point and I don't remember they got out and who was where and what was going on. Seeing that again, I was like, oh, shit, now I get it. <laughs> now I remember everybody and now i can see how it all led into infinity war because i mean we basically drop that whole side of it and we go into um what came after that doctor strange and guardians of the galaxy and black panther and you know a spider-man it was all these other away from those main, main characters. Yeah. Those main Avengers characters, the original, the OG Avengers crew. Yeah. So you kind of forget, you know, that falling out and how it all happened and who split with who, who sided with who and where everybody ended up. Um, and when you walk into infinity war, it's like, what happened here? Oh, and Thor Ragnarok is in there too, which mm -hmm. is just Thor and, and banner. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I'm actually enjoying that a lot. Um, it's cool to see, you know, everything come together the way it did. And it's cool to see how, where it went from 
you know, Paramount and somebody else had one of the early movies. I can't remember what the other one was. Universal or something. Universal had, had Hulk. Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Paramount but, uh, had Iron Man. The rest were Paramount. Well, they yeah. were Paramount right up until Thor. And Thor okay. was the first one that just said Marvel. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And then Thor Ragnar or Thor Dark World, I think, was the first one that said Marvel Studios and was like full on, it's just us and we've got our own thing going. It might have been. It was either that or Thor Dark World was the first one where what was that? <laughs> Something changed on Thor Dark World. And it was it might have been the the opening credits. Uh, with Disney? the Marvel thing where they oh, no, the page with the it went away from the page stuff and came into um, visuals of the characters and everything in the okay, letters yeah, of yeah. Marvel with that, that stylistic yeah. uh, thing to do for the end credits and the opening credits now. Yeah. Yeah. Where you where you see like bits and pieces from all the movies mm-hmm. with Iron Man, you see Captain America throwing the shield and you see the Hulk and you see all these. If I remember correctly, that's that's where that kicked in um but it's neat to see those changes along the way and then all the stan lee things that i forgot about like i completely forgot where he was in whatever movie and then all of a sudden like near the end of the movie he pops in for like two seconds and i'm like oh shit i forgot about that one that was hilarious (laughs) so yeah it's neat to see um but that's that's where i am so let's get out of all that Dragging on with all that BS and <laughs> let's move into our community and let's talk about what do we have here? We have Twitter questions and then we have some Facebook stuff. Lebetsky yeah. 44. Why do you think dreams early access is limited? Why not just have it open to all? Also, thanks for the love on Twitter and YouTube for the shirt unboxing. Appreciate it. What he's referring to at the last bit is Lebetsky actually did an unboxing of our Teespring shirt, which Greatly appreciate that. So if you want to see the quality of the shirt, check out his video. Uh, it's his uh, Lebedsky 44 on YouTube as well. Um, but in terms of the, the actual question, Josh, why do you think the Dreams Early Access is actually limited? Well, we don't know how limited it is, but why do you think yeah. they're advertising it as limited? I, I think they're doing that because, see, I think they're, I was thinking about this the other day or maybe even this morning. Um, Dreams is a hard thing to market sort of like VR is a hard thing to market. You know, you can, you can sort of talk about it, but until you get your hands on it, it's hard to really wrap your head around what this thing is. And I've been saying this since I played it last year before E3, it is a full on game development studio on your PlayStation. And I can say that all I want and you can say, Oh, okay. But until you get in there and you dig into it and you see how deep it actually is and how granular you can get with making music, with making backgrounds, with designing levels, with physics, with every little thing that's involved in it, it is staggering how much is in here. I think limiting it and and, and doing it this way, you're drawing in the hardcore people that desperately want this and, and know that they want this because I don't think your average, I would say probably a very small percentage of the 90 million 
PlayStation fours that are out there. The, the owners of these things even knows that dreams is coming out tomorrow in, in this form. And if it does a small percentage of them even know what it is, you know, limiting it, you're guaranteeing that the people that get it are the hardcore, really dedicated people that want this, the ones that will play this and put it up on YouTube and share this stuff because they're so excited about it. And this is how you market the game, essentially. Yeah. You, you want to limit it to, I, I mean, technically it's not, it's limited in terms of how many are going to be available, but we don't know that number. Uh, but like limiting the scope and advertisements for this beta uh, early access to creators makes sense for dreams because this game is going to, it's make or break on the creations that will be available day one. And by doing early access and having hopefully what they're assuming, I'm assuming what they hope is creators flooding to this and then just building a library. So when they market the game and there's a physical box in stores day one, the creators would have already had several months with it. We'll be able to make a ton of content and that day one will be limitless in terms of how the breadth of content, the depth of content on there, just, just with the beta that we played yeah. just a couple months ago, uh, you would see people learning the tools, especially as people were editing levels on the fly of like, you would see like a nugget of an idea, their first try. And then a week later, it looks more and more like a full blown game. And then a week after that, they're like, Oh, now here's art assets on top of that. And by limiting this to creators or at least advertising it to creators, they're, they're making sure that day one, when it's available to everyone, or there's no limit on who can, per how many people can purchase it, that breadth of content is going to be plentiful. And there's going to be a lot of things for people to do. Um, I am curious to know if they do run out, if they stop it at a certain point, what their threshold is for when they just cut it off. Cause any, as of, you know, my understanding right now, anyone can buy it to this week for $30 and it'll be upgraded to the full version. Um, by saying it's limited, are they trying to make sure that people just jump on it for that $30 price tag? So if it does jump up in price, uh, they get it. Cause then I have a feeling like people are going to buy it, assuming it's going to jump up in price, but we don't know if it will, but they're by advertising it as limited, more people are interested in it now. Cause they're either going to think they're going to get a deal or they want to get it so they can say they have it. Yeah. Which will help media molecule with that. And it, that was the other thing I was thinking about is by the time everybody hears this, the it'll already be out. So we'll already know where this, what has happened. My fear is that this has never been done on the PlayStation network. Okay. So we have no idea how the PlayStation store will handle a massive number of what well, we also don't number. We, we don't know how many people are really going to try to jump on this at 11 a.m. Eastern on April 16th. Yeah. You know, we no don't idea. know how flooded the store is going to be. We don't know if there is, you know, a set number that they have, or they have a threshold that they're thinking of, and they're going to watch what happens at 11 a.m. and see where it goes and say, eh, let it go, keep it going, you know, or they're going to cut it off at some point. Can you imagine 
11.15, boom, they're out and it's sold out and it's done. You're going to have a lot of very angry people at that point, you know? I, so I don't think that they're going to do that. I, I almost feel that for a week, at least it'll still be available to purchase. I, I, I think you're right just to avoid the, cause you can already imagine if they release it or they are going to release it at 11 in the morning, uh, your time, I believe Eastern. Yeah. Eastern. Um, a lot of people are at work and not everyone has the app on their phone, uh, yeah. to, to download games just cause who wants so many apps on their phones. So there will be people if they literally are like, it's a two hour window where people get it and they run out of copies of the game. People will be like, I was at work. That is not fair. So yeah. I imagine the limit isn't a specific number. It's a, it is a timeline that media molecule just hasn't told us because that would be the safest thing to do. If they're like, okay, let, we'll let it run for five days. And if it hits this number and those five days, good. If it doesn't, we'll let it go to seven days and let it hit this number. It's going to be like a timeline thing. I don't think it's going to be yeah. specific copies because everyone will throw a fit. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I, I just, I, I don't know that the price will change even. You know, I yeah, almost get the feeling that this is the price and this is going to be the price when the full game releases, because it, it feels like a medium molecule type of thing that while this could be a $60 game, it's a very different proposition that you're asking people to buy into. It's not a game game in that sense. You know, the game part of it, the story part of it is really an extended tutorial in a way. You know, it's showing you what's possible in this in this game, if if you want to call it that, because it's a game development studio. It really is it, in every sense of the word. Uh, so getting people to buy into that and understand it and and be a part of that is is huge. And asking them to do it at sixty dollars on the shelf when you walk into a store and you're like, what is this dreams thing? And it's 60 bucks. I don't even know. You know, I don't know that people are going to jump on that, but if it's 30 bucks, sure. But you still hear people talk about when they see (laughs) a non $60 game in store, they think of it as a budget title. So I wonder if they just do 60 because it's like, Hey, it's going to have the single player game and it's a medium molecule single player game. That's pretty fun. But look uh, at Ratchet and Clank. True, Ratchet but how? And, did, and it, did it do well? Oh yeah. Okay, it's that's so what I was, I was just curious because because I'm yeah. wondering if that's still because I remember when I worked at Target, anytime someone would be like, "Hey, what game would you recommend?" and I'd recommend a twenty or thirty dollar game, they'd be like, "Well, what, how come is it not good enough to be 60? And <laughs> I would have to I would have to explain that to people all the time of like, "No, no, no, it's just." Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, I, it sold beyond their expectations. Same okay. thing with Crash Bandicoot, that sold well beyond their expectations. Yeah, but there's nostalgia with Crash Bandicoot. When yeah. it's a new IP, that's when we're, we can get to some weird stuff with some people. Then again, if they release it at $30 this holiday season, then parents will buy the E-rated game uh, for $30 as a, a Christmas gift because, of course, they will. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, we can move on from there. Um so the next one comes from Facebook. It's from Darren C. He says, ask Josh if there's anything that upsets him 
He always seems in control. I have five children and find it difficult to get on my PlayStation as they always want to go on it. And I have three. So he's got three PlayStations, five kids. Well, there's your problem. Get two more. Well, three more PlayStations, one for each of them and one for you. And you're all set. <laughs> um, yeah, there's stuff that upsets me. But, you know, I learned years ago. It's not worth it. It's stress will kill you. Literally stress will kill you. That's um, why I always like me and Josh, like always get along just cause I have like the same sort of thing where it's just like, nothing's really that like important as bad as yeah. that sounds, but it's just like things will figure themselves out or it's no reason to get stressed out. You can always just talk things out. Yeah. That's why like, I, I have the same mentality of say, like, ah, whatever. Yeah. There, there are definitely things that piss me off and make me crazy, but at the same time, you know, it'll make me crazy for about a minute or two. And then I think about it and I'm like, this is stupid. Who cares? It'll work itself out. You know, <laughs> it's just like, I can't do anything about it. I can't affect it. And that happened to me. I used to, I went to school in Virginia, Northern Virginia, and I was driving home one day, um, back to New Jersey and I'm on the beltway in Washington, DC at three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. And if you know the area from three o'clock to about eight 30 at night is rush hour. Um, because they let government employees get out at a staggered schedule, like from three o'clock in the afternoon on. So it's just gridlock on there. And I was trying to get home and I just wanted to get through there and I was stuck on the beltway. I know exactly where I was. I, every time I drive through there, I think about it. Um, but I literally wasn't moving. And I'm sitting in my car and I started yelling. I was so angry and so upset. I was like, ah, and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Why is nobody moving? And I'm yelling and I stopped for a minute and I thought, well, that was really stupid. I'm still <laughs> stuck here. Nothing's changed. My voice hurts now. And I started laughing. And I'm like, well, I might as well enjoy myself. And I found some good music and I just sat back and I sang and I was laughing and having a good time. I'm like, I can't affect it. I might as well have fun. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's nothing that you can possibly change in any way, there's no reason to get upset about it. You just kick back and enjoy yourself while you wait, you know? Yeah. It's like when, when I travel, uh, I never get really too stressed out. Oh, yeah. uh, just like, Oh, I'm not going to, Oh, I'm not going to make something in time. It's like, eh, there'll be another thing or we'll figure out something. Yeah. Uh, as long as you communicate with people, it's usually pretty good at like, especially E3 when we're running around, we're like, Oh, I'm going to miss this appointment. 99% of the time you just email the person. It's like, Hey, I'm going to miss the appointment. they are like, cool. You know, it's yeah. like, and like, I think working retail is also kind of like made me care less about like, you know, just material things in terms of this. Like, I don't know how many times when I worked at Target and a customer would like yell at me because we sold out of the steel books for the movie. And I'm just like, are you really upset about the steel book being sold out? Are you really <laughs> angry right now? And you think I'm Joe Target or whatever. And like, yeah. I, I got rid of the, the steel book and just seeing people freak out at, at, at retail, like customers freak out over the smallest thing of being all oh, you. So I want, on a Black Friday several, several years ago, I literally had a woman come up to me on Black Friday 
six, seven hours into Black Friday, oh, you know, opening yeah. or whatever, and said, I need Beats headphones that were like 50 or $100. And I'm like, we sold out of those within the first 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the store opening. And she literally said, you just ruined my son's Christmas. I hope you're happy. <laughs> and I was just like, I have no idea what to say to that. You're freaking out. Okay, lady. And that's yeah. like one of those things where it's just like, I just never want to turn into that person. Uh, like I never get mad at retail workers. I'm super understanding customer service people on the phone. Never flip out at them. They're just doing their job. I never get the, stressed out. And the, the kids are pretty good about that stuff. You know, if, if I want to play something, usually I can't play a lot of the hardcore games around them. So I have to pick and choose what I, what I want to play. Uh, if everybody wants to play something different, it's usually they'll both find something that they want to play together and they'll play in the playroom or I'll sit with them and play with them or watch. Um, or they will play with me. Um, you know, there's, I'll always find sometime somewhere or I won't, it's no big deal. You know, when, when I can just play on my own when they're asleep or when they're in Brooklyn or whatever. So I don't, yeah, I just don't stress about those things and it's just the way it is. You know, you just, you can't cause it'll kill you. It literally will just, you got to let things go. So. Yeah. Okay, uh, next question is for me. Uh, Main Terry asks, MJC, what are you expecting to see during the Superstar shakeup? Josh, if you don't know what this is, it's basically... <sighs> Good night. <laughs> this is WWE's draft. They have two rosters, the Raw Smack and SmackDown roster, and they just swap car- uh, wrestlers. This man is turning on his television right now as I'm talking to him. No, I'm not. No, okay. I'm, I've got... <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to see across my room in the dark here because I see the next question coming up. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I, I don't know what I'm expecting from this year's Superstar Shake-Up. It's actually happening right now as a recording, uh, and I haven't really looked too much into it. Um, I'm interested to see if they're going to unify the women's titles permanently or if they plan to separate them. Uh, I'm interested to know if they're going to break up the New Day. I feel like that would be a horrible decision, but you never know. Um I'm mostly curious about the NXT call-ups that they made recently. If they're going to separate Ricochet and Aleister Black, or if they're going to call up anyone else. Uh, I'm usually more interested in the call-ups, even though the call-ups don't really ever go anywhere. Uh, just that stuff. And I always want people to go to SmackDown just because SmackDown tends to have better writing team. Uh, but we'll see how that ends up shaking up. The whole Fox deal is kind of just hovering over SmackDown right now. Cause <laughs> the big stars might move to SmackDown because Fox is going to have them on Friday nights in October. So they want the biggest stars. So we'll see if SmackDown just turns into raw because of the Fox deal. You sign a billion dollar deal with Fox. They're going to pick and choose who they have on their station. Most likely. Mm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Fox is going to be weird. Uh, Cause I believe WWE isn't going to Disney. They're going to, whatever is left over of Fox, which is like the sports and news and the local uh, Fox affiliates. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with those Fox affiliate channels and the sports programming and news just to see, not the news really fuck the news. Um, 
But like, I'm interested to see what Fox Sports and Fox local affiliates are going to turn into once Disney just removes all their stuff that they purchased away from them. Curious to see what what Fox is going to look like after the Disney stuff is all settled, for better or worse. Uh, but yeah, Superstar Shakeup. We'll see what happens. It's, it's happening right now. I'll probably watch it after we are done recording. Go with the last question, Josh. The last question is from Jason James. He says, what is your favorite collectible item you own? That's really hard. I was trying to look across my room because I have a handful of them here. I know there's one or two things that are really, really, really special to me. And I cannot for the life of me off the top of my head, think of what they are. Um, <clears throat> that That's a good sign, Josh. <laughs> well, I got a lot of shit. That's kind of the problem. And my wife has always bugged me about that because there's an attic full of shit. And she's like, you have to go through all that and get rid of some stuff or do something with it all because there's a lot of stuff in boxes up there. Um, but just for what's out and what's off the top of my head, uh, I stumbled across a plush pretty decent size plushy uh Tychikoma from ghost in the shell that tank thing the the blue spidery tank thing i stumbled across it in chinatown in new york um at a video game store that was there and we were in there and i just started dating my wife at the time and we were in there and she turned and she's like, isn't that that thing from ghost of the shell? And I looked over, I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed it. I'm like, I'm buying this. I don't care how much it is. This, that this should is have mine. been a sign for her. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that this crazy. was going to be a problem. <laughs> um, but that I, I absolutely love that. Um, there's up on the, up on the shelf over there, there's a signed, uh, Venture Brothers lunchbox that I got at Comic-Con a couple of years ago. I bought the lunchbox and had the guys sign it right there. And I have pictures with them and everything. And that was really cool. Um, one of the, I, I don't know what else. I, the You know, I, I do have, I don't think I ever mentioned this on the podcast. I mentioned it on a live stream because somebody flat out asked me about it. Uh, I do have the Disney Infinity prototype Peter Pan sealed in the box. Okay. Which I think only two or maybe three of them have ever popped up online for sale on eBay. And they've gone for like two to $3,000. Um, but I acquired one. <laughs> That's that's all I can say about it is that I acquired one. One made its way to my hands and it's pretty awesome um, because it's very, very unique. And there's if you go on eBay now, I think there's dozens of them, you know, outside of the packaging. And who knows if those are even legit or if they were 3D printed in Southeast Asia somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I have one in the actual packaging, like it was right off a shelf, off a store shelf. And it, that's pretty special to me. It's 
really cool. So uh, that's all I can think of. I know there's other shit that is is in this house, but I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, for me, I don't collect a lot of things. Um, I think the like video game related collectible wise, um, I have the uh, Killzone Three Hellgast helmet. I actually won it from PS Nation before I was on PS Nation staff. I won it as a fan. But do you have the one that lights up? Yes. Yes. I have the one I that lights that up. That one's and that really one is cool. ridiculously rare. It still pops up on eBay. And Does all it? it it just the eyes just light up. Yeah, but the like eyes I, light it, up. it goes on eBay. I, I looked, I think, last year because I was like thinking of condensing the very little I have. And then I saw it on eBay for a grand and I'm just like, hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, I kind of want to keep it because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went from like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just get rid of it just because, you know, it's a, it basically sits in the middle of my dining room table <laughs> <laughs> and it's got some sunglasses on it. And That's funny. Uh, yeah. Mine uh, is on that shelf over there that I was looking at. And I still have the box, which probably helps with the value of it. Um, I haven't seen one out of the box. I've only seen them with the box go for like a grand or something. So that one's sealed? like, my, um, no, no I, I saw one sealed was going for more than a grand. Unsealed was going for like eight fifty. Shit. Now, you know, I knew I, I, I always thought I should probably keep this, but the, the hard thing is with the sealed ones, there's no indication on the box whatsoever the 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 box oh yeah it's the same box that it's uh, the exact yeah. same box yeah. there is no indication that the thing inside has light up eyes and that's kind of why i opened it because i was like i have to see i have to know for sure that this actually does light up yeah because they only made like two thousand <clears throat> of them or it might have been less than two thousand of them. even that it, it was, was like 250 it, it was like, like really low hundred yeah of them. they they made a very very small amount of them from yeah. what i remember um and they weren't, I don't even know if they were for sale. They I weren't. Uh, they only they gave like them promo out. Items. Yeah, they promo items. They only gave out to websites to give away. And I think PS Nation had like five to give away I think or we had more less than that. that. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. There was regular five. ones. And then oh, oh, there was yeah, the, yeah, spe- yeah, yeah. the ones that lit up. I think you guys only had five. Right. And I was yeah. a listener at the time. Um, and I actually, I actually won it by answering like 10 trivia questions or something. Uh so that that one's pretty rare. I don't think I'll ever sell it though. When I looked up those eBay prices like a year or two ago, I was like, "Ooh, that is really that is that's tempting." <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna look it up now later too. Well, no, I and like the Peter Pan Disney Infinity thing is tempting, but that's one where I think holding on to that because years from now, I, there have been three that I know of that have gone on sale yeah. on the internet. And beyond that, they don't exist as far as anybody knows. I mean, that's like a super, super, super rare item. So, but what else do you have? So I don't collect a lot of like physical, uh, I collect, um, I, I don't collect a lot of video game collector's editions. Uh, what I end up do, uh, what I end up collecting a lot is just art. Like when I go to conventions and stuff like that, I love going to Artist Alley and just picking up a bunch of art. So like the, the a recent piece I picked up was a Miles Morales piece from, Seth Groves illustration. Uh, he only made like 30 of them, but it's like a shiny foil miles Morales piece of art. So I have a ton of art that I need to frame and, uh, put on my walls. Like I just have like under my bed, just stacks of art that I will hang up one day. 
Um, and then I had my friend, um, Akeem, he, uh, does a lot of street art. Uh, his, uh, handle is ace life, a I S E, uh, L I F E. And I actually had him make a custom skateboard with PlayStation characters on it. So PS one characters on it. I posted this on, uh, the official Twitter account, but it has crash Spyro Parappa, the ape escape characters, uh, and, one of my favorite pieces of art and there's only one of them and he's never going to reproduce it. Uh, so I would consider it very collectible because of that. Yeah, um, that's cool. and his art's really nice and it's blowing up and he doesn't really do like, uh, like fan art sort of thing. He usually just does original pieces, you know, like with his own character. So getting like this piece from him was like really like special. Uh, and it's like one of my favorite pieces, uh, of art that I've collected. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like I have stacks of just like art from like C two E two and stuff like that uh, that I need to frame. And framing's expensive. I don't. I never like to just put art up on my wall with thumbtacks or tape. I need to frame everything, so that's why I just have stacks of it. And I never know when to stop. And I rent, so I can't poke holes in like every apartment. I poke some holes to hate up some art, but if the amount of art I have, I would probably lose my security deposit if I hunt everything up because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this be thousands of holes uh, after I move out. There is one more thing that I was reminded of that's on my wall over here that I can't see from where I'm sitting, but um, there's a portal Two uh, movie poster. Essentially. If you just look up portal Two movie poster, you'll see what it looks like. Um, but the one I have is like, it's massive. It's huge. It's like one of the original ones. Mm-hmm. Cause they've done a lot of reproductions of them as like 11 by 17, really small. And this one is several feet. It's like two or three feet tall, um, three feet tall at least, um, probably two feet wide. Uh, but it's gorgeous. It's, it's sort of portal Two reimagined as like a 1970s movie poster, which is awesome. It just, I loved it when I saw it. And I grabbed one. Uh, this was years ago. And I, when I moved in here, I finally got a frame for it and put it up on the wall in the basement. And I just absolutely love it because I adore that game. All right. I think that's uh, that's a show. Yeah. Is there? All right. So uh, you can contact us uh, through our email uh, podcast at psnation.com. You can leave a Skype voicemail at wdt-torgo. You can find us at psnation.com. We have forums there. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's uh, PS Nation. On Twitter, you can follow the main account, at PS Nation. You can find me, at PJF Josh. You can find uh, Michael, at the first MJC, the 1ST MJC. Uh, and Dave, at the Destiny Dave. And that is it for this week. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I want to still giving shout outs to people that leave reviews oh, on nice. iTunes for us. Uh, we I only found one. I did a quick scan. I didn't check every country because there's a lot of iTunes stores. Um, but the one that I did see uh, is a five star from Liani L I A N Y. Thank you very much uh, for that review. And again, if uh, anyone leaves a review, let us know. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Cool. All right. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
Uh, Dave may or may not be back next week. We're not sure. It depends on his schedule. Um, it's looking pretty rough, though. So we shall see. We should have uh, Michael's review of Days Gone. Yep. Right? Yep. Because um, the embargo will lift. I will see if I can put something together for Truberbrook, uh, even though it will already be out at this point. Um, but it's a very special game. I, I do believe I'm really going to push this one because it's very special in terms of what they've done with it. It's unique in, in a big way. Um, but that is it. So thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for sort of half listening. If you just had us on in the background while you were doing something else, which I know a lot of people do. Uh, and that is it. Good night. All right. And yep. that will be it. So you don't know how to end it because you usually just wait to say your goodbye. Yes. And I'm going to do it now. Bye.